Welcome everyone to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events happening in and around Central Florida. Hopefully, as always, this is your host Tony with Not Nick. Yeah, that's right, Not Nick. <laughs> I think that's gonna be a, this is gonna be a new tagline, <laughs> Not Nick. Not Nick. <laughs> not Nick. Sounds like I feel like a, I feel like an enemy for Sonic the Hedgehog. You feel like an you. That sounds like an enemy is like Nate, well, Doctor Robot Nick. So you say not Nick. So I'm like I feel like Nick. I'm a villain in the Sonic Hedgehog game. How's <laughs> everything been, bro? It's good. I don't know why I feel like, although there's nothing to report. This week came off like feeling good. Well, report for like I don't know. Like there's nothing I can say like particularly went differently this week. Well, you got a new TV. You upgraded. And I don't know if we talked about it last time, but I got a new camera since then. You got a new camera. So that means new photos coming out from Morel Noir. Which I just dropped one yesterday, which actually got received really well. That's good. So, yeah, I mean, all that's good. I mean... Did you do anything for Prime Day? Still, today was one last, today's the last day. But. I saw that, but I was looking... Actually, if it wasn't for the TV that I, I got, uh, which literally a couple of hours ago, I would have definitely jumped on... I don't know if it was a Prime deal or just an overall deal. But I saw that the um, iPad Mini, mm-hmm. the one, the new edition, was on sale for like sixty dollars less. That was tempting. Um, but ever since, because I spent the money on the TV, I just, I, I don't, I can't justify that. Yeah, true. I get you. Kind of have to earn it. Yeah. No. In time, so you get back into your drawing. Well, let's let's drawing. see if people, let's see if I start making some money for my photography. <laughs> once I start doing that, I think once I can start making enough money in my photography, I don't. Everything is justified. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, for me, nothing much mm-hmm. I did this weekend. Just chilled. Yeah, we went to the beach. Yeah, that was one good thing. Got that was out. interesting. A good night at the beach. Just hung out, listened to the waves, smelled the seawater, dirty seawater from Coco. Dirty seawater. <laughs> from Coco that day. I think that's the, well, I don't know. It if depends like, on the time of the time of the like year that you go that mm-hmm. it's, you have that fresh beach smell. Like that salt water smell. Did I ever tell you the story about what happened when I went to uh, this beach? I think it was Coco as well. And there was an outbreak of brown algae. No, I didn't. You didn't tell me. Yeah. it. I swear, if there was a sign of the apocalypse, it would be water that looks like poop. I mean, I'm, I swear to you, it just looks like the ocean became a gigantic toilet. Oh. I know. No. And it was, I mean, it wasn't anything horrible. Uh, it was, it was brown algae, but <laughs> yeah, I know. that's what I'm saying, but it was brown algae. So I have never seen that before in my life. And I, I can never stand to go back to the beach because it was just, it was disturbing. Like, I don't know if that would be more disturbing, if it would be more disturbing, it was like red algae, but right, brown algae was definitely up there. Brown algae. But yeah, it was something to do. It was cool. But I do like the beach. The beach was fun. I think it, what would make it better next time is if we can go to like a remote part of the beach where there's not so much like light pollution. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Coco has a bunch of entrances, and I think we picked the most popular one, which is in front of Coco's. Yeah. So I think if we would have gone from, to from like the a coconut at the beach. Yeah, like if we would have gone to like more of a secluded area where, like I said, there's not a lot more, not as much light pollution. It would have been way more. Our eyes would have adjusted. We would have been able to see further out. It would have been cool. But I like it so far. I mean, I think that it would be cool to go on a full moon. What? Uh, the, to, to, yeah, because it lights beach? up the entire the entire area. Yeah. You have to go like deep, further, like somewhere that n- there's no houses or apartments. No, like, you, you, you can go to places like that. It's just you got to go someplace where it's not as populated. Yeah. Like maybe like a, a, play, uh, like a housing area. But like if you go around two in the morning and everybody's out. I just remember because I have been. I stayed at a, a beach house one time and everybody was out, so I was outside. It was beautiful. 
Yeah, I, I, did, I remember doing some night photography at the beach one time in South Florida. It was fun. It was exciting. It was different. It's patient. Yeah, like, it, it is. It is very <laughs> like patient. Camera capture something like that. Yeah. It's very. You have to have a lot of patience for yeah, that. Yeah, man. All right. But let's get into some news. What you got for me, man? What you got? You holding out right now? Yeah. yeah. All right. So <laughs> there's a few. Uh, it's a lot of movie news that came out. Yeah. And announcements. So one of them is yeah. uh, Chris Hemsworth yeah. has been uh, signed on. Mm hmm. To be in Mad Max's uh, Furiosa. Pre- Furiosa prequel. Was he the only one? I thought there was another. No, game I heard. there was him. There was um, uh, Yaha Martin the second. The guy that he's I always knows as a from the Get Down mm-hmm. and uh, Black Manta. Mm-hmm. So he's he's attached to the to the to the project as well. Um, they haven't released much of the of what the movie's gonna be about. Mm-hmm. But just attaching those two characters to that movie, I feel is going to be exciting. Um, I don't know because the last time I think prior to extinct uh, was Extraction, Kim mm-hmm. Tunsworth movie was the Men in Black, which, from my understanding, that was the only one prior to that one that was in Marvel. That the, was the, well, Men in Black, Men in Black is not Marvel. No, no, outside of Men in Black. Oh, I mean, outside uh, of Marvel, it was Men in Black. I think that was the previous movie he had out that I can remember. No, oh, didn't he do the other one where he was uh, like a car racer? He played a historical figure for like car racing. Was that was that after? Oh, I have no idea. I, I mean, I it, I don't think it was before. I think it was during like Thor and all that stuff. But yeah, no. But I'm saying outside of outside mm. of Marvel, I think prior to this movie, yeah, Extraction. No, oh, so if we're talking about yeah, all that cinematic universe. Like, yeah, I guess Extraction is yeah. one, and then um, the other before that was Men in Black. As far as after Marvel, no, after. outside of Marvel, I'm saying outside of Marvel. Okay, but you talking about time frame? Because I mean, the man has made other movies. No, he's made other movies, but I'm yeah. saying that this is going to be his like third movie outside of Marvel, mm-hmm. besides S- Extraction and. Since when are we talking? Like about? The, the last what three years, four years? Okay, that's what I'm saying. If you mean yeah, time recent, on it. yeah, he, I know he's been in a lot of other movies. Yeah, because I'm about to saying. say he's one. He's been in one of my favorite movies of all time, which was not a Marvel movie, which was uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. No, no, I know that, but mm-hmm. I'm saying in the recent years, because okay, you know how like you know how Marvel takes up your time because you're doing your well, yeah, you're, you're doing multiple movies and you're doing you know yeah. yeah. So in between um, that, he he did uh, uh, Men in Black and then Extraction and, and I think this Men one. in Black was such a disappointment. Like I mean, that could have been so much better, especially when he had uh, this um, this actress as a co actor because I know that they they got along in Thor Ragnarok, so. Definitely would have been way better, way better movie. Oh yeah. Um, I'm the only thing I'm a little confused about that storyline is, it okay? So Mad Max Fury Road or Furiosa, right? It's kind of like if they did a spinoff of which I think they actually talked about it. Like if uh, James uh, James Bond, uh, um, Mrs. Pennyworth, or I forgot, I forgot her name. This is a very iconic uh, character, which always plays like somebody James Bond has always flirted with as far as it's. And I think her name was Penny something. I think it was Penny. I thought it was Pennyworth. It was something like that. But they, they had talked about doing a spinoff of her character uh, because I think she was either like she was always just portrayed as like kind of like a uh, assistant or something like that. But in yeah. in the last couple of movies, she was more of a she was like another spy. Um, so what I'm saying is, I guess this Furiosa uh, spinoff kind of falls into that line where it's like because basically those movies are known because of the narrator the narrator or the perspective of the main character which in this one is mad max so this is gonna be the first movie that they come they make of a mad max movie where mad max is not going to be the point of view yeah so 
because not even another one, even though Furiosa was part of it, that was all all based on the perspective of Mad Max. Yeah, so this one's gonna be focused on her pre her story, to I guess leading up to mm-hmm. or prior like maybe years before leading up to the whole Mad Max incident. Okay, I mean so how she lost her arm, I guess. It was. Yeah, and everything else in between. Hmm. But that's that's a that's another that's a good cast. So it's an interesting cast. It just because. There's only one person out of... Because obviously not Furiosa. So, Chris Hemsworth, I can't see him playing a villain. Well, not yet. I've never seen him play a villain. So, you know those are big names. So, those big names mean that one of them is going to play an iconic character. And usually, the iconic character is usually the villain. So, it'd be interesting if Chris Hemsworth was the villain. I would want to see him as a villain. Just to to get a different perspective of how he would be. Not the, do you think they, the, there's the a leading can, man. Like, do you think there's a villain that you can think that he can play? Like, I mean, as far as you were, if you were going to compare him to a type of villain, like, because obviously you have the um, uh, Hans Gruber. Uh, Die Hard. Die Hard, which is usually the more intellectual one um, with a little suave to it. And then you have like, um, I don't know, just the, the, there's different types of villains. So, like you said, the leading man. No, actually, he did play. I think he did play a villain in uh, Royal something. Uh, there was like a whole uh, one about a hotel that had all these secrets, and he played like this very, like, very kind of bizarre character. But I think he was a villain in that. Oh, one. Cas- uh, not Casino Royale, the the um, El Royale. The El Royale. Yeah. I thought he played. He might have been playing I think a he, villain. He did play a villain in that movie. If I'm so, not okay, there you go. One. I think he would play more like the psycho Elvis wannabe type villain. Yeah, I could see him playing playing like a Hans Gruber. A little bit. You think so? Yeah, I think I think if 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 it's in the right context, mm-hmm. um, but I do believe that he would be able to do that. Okay. I, I do think so. But um, we'll see. We'll see what the storyline's yeah. gonna be and how they're gonna play the, those characters. So all right. So leading mm-hmm. into that, so yeah. casting, uh, and we'll we'll get into. We talked a lot about movies and how streaming services are putting a lot of money into more of their original titles or getting or buying rights to other movie projects and Mm -hmm. just putting just flooding it with money Mm -hmm. to build a like a badass cast so this was just announced today um so for netflix Mm -hmm. it's called don't look up so the movie primarily is about two low-level astronauts going around the u.s and doing a tour like a u.s media tour talking about there is going to be a meteor or astronaut going to hit earth and be prepared and all that mm-hmm. so originally the cast started with jennifer lawrence okay so now they built it to have this a-list cast that it is crazy because there's very few movies that i would think that are streaming that did this and they have um um Hemshop, uh, patel ariana grande mm-hmm uh i think it's kid cuddy matthew perry tomer silly uh tomer sicily mm-hmm. uh timothy Sh- uh, Lush, uh Shab- Shamat, Shalom- shalomet yeah i know timothy shalomet kate blanchett jonah hill and leonardo dicaprio I found that bizarre right yeah because it's not like you're not giving me a cast of people that are good at acting you're giving me a cast of people that are popular right it feels like you just lit you just read off the list of like you know, whatever MTV or and Nintendo or or Nickelodeon's like most like most beloved people, and I think Meryl Streep too. Okay, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's none of those none of those characters ever look like they. I don't know. That's so bizarre. Why? 
again, because one, the premise that you just gave me seems more like a grounded, very grounded movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have that cast is kind of like interesting. Cause it's like, so the storyline is not like crazy up there. Yeah. It's, it, so it's not a blockbuster uh, storyline based on what you're saying. And the cast But that's is, the overall. Okay. I, I don't know if they're going to go deeper into it. More yeah. of the the push and pull of emotions of uh, accepting what's going to happen, or mm-hmm. fighting, giving yourself a fighting chance to try to survive it. But so, you know, I wonder. I wonder if like those studios are smart enough to be like, let's give them five minutes, let's pay them for five minutes each. So like none of them imagine like so you you like they're just they're just cameoing like <laughs> throughout the movie. So it's like just because they can use their name in the title, like there's been movies like that where. You see the guy in the poster of the of the movie, and he spent less than five minutes in it. Yeah, so I don't know. this happened misleading media, but I remember their biggest attachment, uh, uh, biggest like a list was mm-hmm. was Leonardo DiCaprio. They were happy about in Netflix. Yeah, because he was working with uh, I think it was Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. on another movie called Killers of the Flower Moon. And he left that for this? No, no, because there was a lot of um, scheduling issues. Yeah. And I guess because of the whole COVID thing and production stopped everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Martin Scorsese, he's very particular how he wants his movie yeah. put out and recorded, like filmed and mm-hmm. every, all the set design. So I guess it allowed maybe a lot more availability. Oh, because they had to wait for all those people to be ready and be available to make all that stuff. That Possibly. I don't, I don't know. But I know that he was in between those two movies that they were offering him and he was sitting out on this one, Don't Look Up, because mm-hmm. he was supposed to intend it to already had a contract to work with Martin Scorsese's movie. But my the thing is, like how you said, the, first the title alone, Don't Look Up, and then I saw what, what kind of what the synopsis is, and I was like, okay. And I saw the cast, and I'm like, that's a great cast of like people to, to work with. It's just bizarre. It's like I said, it's not... But my my thing mm-hmm. that came up to me and, and a lot of the conversation was to myself was like we're in oh, oh it's we're at the stepping stone or just it's it's becoming more relevant like how you were saying everything's gonna be VOD um everything a lot of production companies or streaming companies are start buying more rights to movies and sh- like l- throwing so much money to get a cast mm-hmm. together because all they want is the people to get the exclusivity of it exclusivity and people would be like i want to go to netflix to watch this movie or to watch this show or to watch whatever it is so um and 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 the thing of was of it was it was more outside of what the movie is but everything that's is going to be happening in the near future with mm-hmm. um amazon prime um hulu disney plus Quibi, uh, Quibi, because I know I think they bought some rights to some like low, like starting movies. Also, I feel like Quibi is like a a test market. It feels more like a like I feel like they're just actors like doing quick test market for things because like obviously nothing in there is gonna be. I feel like nothing out of that is gonna be like in the genre of the movie classics. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just quick kind of throw like throwbacks. Like so, I mean, it's interesting. Again, it's a great interesting concept. I feel like it's just a way to make interesting content. On a budget. Yeah. But um, one thing that I was thinking about right now with what we were talking about, especially what you said, is regards to that. Because obviously with all the money they're spending, right, you would imagine that money is eventually going to trickle down to us as uh, con- like the people that, that purchase. Consume or, it, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I wonder if all these streaming networks are basically going to either start ab- not just buying rights, but absorbing 
um, production companies since they're not going to have to distribute to theaters, right? So they're going to start. So basically, it's going to get to the point where we're going to have to make choices on like who produces the content we want. So like imagine like because we're not going to let's say we let's say they eliminate VOD. Like they just do exclusivity for streaming networks where it's like, well, if you want to watch this, you got to watch it on our network. Like if you want to do Blumhouse, you have to go to yeah Amazon like, Prime because a lot of new and it's not uh, gonna Blumhouse be like, movies are coming out there exactly. Right now. And it's not going to be like the way it used to be where HBO and all these people used to rent uh like kind of rent content for the month and then they get rid of it and the next month they try to rent to something else. Yeah. So because it's going to be exclusive to those individual streaming networks, so it's like the only way because like Disney, the only way you're going to get this. Is if you have Disney Plus, where they they just eliminate it from VOD altogether. Ah, that's gonna be no, so. No, but Mulan is. That's funny because Mulan is is on VOD now. Oh no, no, I know it's like that now. I'm just saying, like in the future, it's like, yeah. well, it doesn't benefit us as much to rent it out to the general public as it does just to have it on our own streaming network and just charge like fifty bucks. Yeah. For the month or something like that. I don't know. I just find I just I feel like it's it's it might be getting to a point where if you think about how money goes and how they spend the money and how things go, because think about it right now, it's not that bad. Ten bucks, 10, 10 bucks there. But imagine when it starts getting to like 50, 60 bucks per streaming now. You're like you start to become way more picky. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Way, way more picky. You're like, I don't know if I like Hulu that much anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, but talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. buying production rights or buying rights to movies. Mm-hmm. Amazon just purchased a movie. Which one? Uh, Coming to America too. So I want. That's a very curious move, though. It was. It was intended for the theatrical release, mm. and they bought Amazon Studios bought the movie, and it's going to be coming to Amazon on December twenty fifth, mm-hmm. if I'm mistaken, which is the same day opening day for Wonder Woman. So now we're having two two movies. Mm-hmm. Coming out on VOD on the same day. One is big budget. The other one is very hi- highly anticipated because it has a cult following. I feel like they're trying to do a Bill and Ted because Bill and Ted was all nostalgia. But I liked. I kind of. I mean, I liked the movie. I just don't know if I'm gonna like this one because it's all nostalgia. That's all. That's pure nostalgia right now. And yeah. I have, as far as that one's concerned, um, uh, coming to America, to America too? too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to see it. I just don't think it's gonna be anywhere near the. The quality of the original? Oh no, of course, of course. Or at least but, the, the jokes and storyline. But yeah, but I, I was when I read it, I was like, wait, I, th- I literally thought when we talked mm-hmm. about it that they were gonna, they were writing it out that yeah. supposedly Kevin Hart's in it. Yeah, or I think saying. he's confirmed in it, but they never released the story, or they had like uh, rumored synopsis of coming out, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, it's 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 way beyond where we're gonna watch it right now. And I find out, I'm like, oh, they're buying it. They bought it out, and they're going to release it. I was like, so this movie's been just on hold, on shelf, hoping, hopefully people, I guess the production company. Mm, but I remember like a year ago, they had, there was something where, because I guess, uh, what's his name? The guy, um, the guy who's, uh, uh, does those um, uh, Medina movies. Um, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Didn't he buy his own studio? He bought his own. His own production there. studio and location yeah. and everything. And there was a uh, something, a video or something or a picture where... Uh, there was two movies being filmed at the same time, and one of them was Coming to America 2 with Eddie Murphy. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 that was like a year ago, so I don't know if the movie's been done for a year or that was just be, being in production, but... Yeah. The only thing is, I don't know. Like The only reason I'm not 100% convinced on this one as much is because like when it comes to the Bill and Ted ones, they were all about Bill and Ted, those two characters. So in this yeah. case, if they're going to go with the storyline that kept on kind of rumored, which is the next generation of... 
uh, coming to America type thing. Yeah. Then Eddie Murphy wouldn't be as big a part because think about it. Think about uh, Earl, um, Jim, Earl Jones, James, James, James Earl Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have a big part. He would have to be reserved to something like that unless the storyline is not what I thought it was going to be. It's, I feel like it's going to be um, just like uh, guest guests. Who's that guest? The one with um, Adam Kutcher and um, Bernie Mac. Guess who? Who's that guest or something? No, it's like guess who? Yeah. Guess who? Yeah. Yeah. That it's like it's gonna be just a battle between Kevin Hart and Eddie Murphy instead of focusing on the overall like fo- like you know how like it followed followed the original followed Eddie Murphy's character throughout his journey mm-hmm. to find love and everything else. This one I think is gonna be because they already the people were like we got Eddie Murphy in it, let's maximize on this moment to. But see, that's what I'm saying is that you're. No, but I feel like that's what's going to be like, and I think it's going to take away from what is it should have been if it's going to be the next generation, mm-hmm. and and it create its own story within that world. I don't know. Let's see because again, if you, I remember Eddie Eddie Murphy's character in the original movie was super like amiable and kind hearted. Like even the guy, even the guy taking the movie that he was supposed to be his villain, his like counterpart, he was completely courteous to. So. To see him in a, like, based on even the description you said where he's going to be at war with somebody, that seems out of character from the person that was from the original movie. Yeah, no, of course, but it could have been that he's mm-hmm. becoming overprotective. You don't know what happened in between no, then right. and now. No, so Remember, he becomes king. No, he becomes king. She's, uh, yeah, she's so queen. a lot of things has a lot of responsibilities, you get me? So maybe his. his or maybe what it, it's more less of a love story, more of a. Um, I guess maybe the, like her family, like maybe like they bring him back to his where his like well, yeah where, where the they they have a child and the child wants to see where his mother grew up yeah and they had now gone there so that's the discovery of like again they, you know him going to somewhere else where he's not treated the same way and everything like that yeah. so it's like oh this is my mother's place like it's crazy so I don't know something like that might be cool yeah no it'll be fun so last topic yeah uh I'll be a little bit shorter quick and exciting. Mm-hmm. Is that um, they already confirmed that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire signed on to Spider-Man 3 and then confirmed Doctor Strange into the Spider-Man 3 movie. Yes, I, I saw when Spider-Man, when the Spider- Spider-Man um, Far From Home um, ended, I really pictured one type of movie. And the way they're, they're spinning this is going to be a completely different movie. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Um you know what's really funny is like somebody had mentioned this to me today because I had heard this news today about them, them two being confirmed. And somebody goes, what about Miles Morales? I'm like, yeah, but Miles Morales has not been in a live action movie yet. Yeah. So you would not only have to um, introduce, like you kind of introduce a new person. And that's careful because you have to make sure that that person is uh, the one that shows. Because everyone's going to, if you show Miles Morales, they're going to want Miles Morales' movie. Yeah. So you got to be really picky. But then I was like, man, you know, what would be cool is that he's like a surprise guest at the very end of it because one of his abilities is being able to, to be invisible. Yeah. So like he wa- he's watching everything and at the last minute he just jumps in and helps everybody like, who's that? Yeah. So, that would be cool. He is in the in the Spider-Man universe already. No, his uncle is. His Well, which kind of confirms he's in it too. <laughs> no, no. That I understand, but I was saying like... Yeah, it, it, he's not directly... He's not confirmed like he's in yeah, the Yeah, they don't show somebody, he, even a little he's, boy. He has, he has a... He's he's connected or he's a confirmed by one, tep, one degree of separation, mm-hmm. which is 
the Prowler, which is Childish Gambino's character. Yeah. In the movie. So that that's the only thing that that has that opening that he could be in that universe. But now that they're expanding into the Spider Verse, so he could come in mm-hmm. at any moment. Like I think he's they're gonna pull like how they did Spider Man was introduced into MCU was in Civil War. He just comes out of nowhere and it just happens. There's no there's no backstory. There's nothing else. He just jumps in at the airport. I'm no. I'm trying to remember. What didn't he? Okay, right. wait. I'm really trying to remember. So yeah, that was his like his introduction to to the MCU in his suit or at in all because suit. didn't he, didn't suit. Tony meet with his mom earlier in that movie? No, well, I'm sorry, it was his aunt. No, I swear. I he he says that he he has to go to New York for something, and he leaves. Mm-hmm. And at that time, that's when he gives him gets him the suit and everything else, and he jumps in. He just literally just comes in out of left field. Nobody was expecting it because they knew how he was going to be in the movie. They didn't know when or how. No, no, but I was like, did I swear that I remember a part where Tony goes to his house, his his apartment for the first time, and then later in the movie that happens. No. Okay. Wow. Okay, I can remember that. I gotta watch that movie. If know? I remember correctly, they don't show him. They don't show him at all. He at just all. He just appears. Blindsided. Blindsided. I think that that would be the best way to introduce Miles Morales if they were going to introduce him in <laughs> any way. But then they also said somebody. I was talking to somebody else, mm-hmm. and there was like, if this opens up that universe, how they get to- Toby. Mm-hmm. Andrew, if they supposedly they said they they, they it was a rumor that they casted a Miles Morales character. Mm-hmm. They haven't confirmed it. They didn't say who it is. They didn't even say they're just a rumor. Mm-hmm. But somebody came up to the conversation and was like, "Hey, what happened if they do Spider Gwen? That would be dope too." But I feel like she would be a great addition to the to the cast mm-hmm. or to that universe because then she could do her own movies. Miles could do her own movie. Mm-hmm. But I think just it would be too much. Like Spider Man Three was, it was there was too many characters, but I feel the way Marvel builds their movies or mm-hmm. their, their their universe, they do it very calculated. So they they know what's the right moment to introduce this character or like how to get everybody involved equally, so it doesn't get overwhelming and and doesn't like mute the story or the movie itself. But like Spider Man Three, which I feel like doesn't exist, they had they had. They were trying to focus. They didn't know which villain to focus on because mm. everybody was getting a backstory, but nobody was the main villain. Like the main villain was was. And you Venom. come on in the the one um the Toby Maguire one, right? The Toby Maguire one. The Toby Maguire one. You know what would be cool though if we're going over with the Marvel the Marvel um way of doing things is that Toby Maguire and, and uh, Andrew Garfield would be the only ones to find him. And they fight some kind of villain together, right? And then they get sent back. But then somebody comes at the end of the after 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 credit and tells them they weren't the only versions of Spider Man to come out. And these guys are like, they don't, you know, like, and, and then spider, shows and Spider then show, Gwen and, and, Miles and he shows, yeah, like a picture of like somebody dressed as Spider Gwen and somebody dresses like, and they don't wear your same color suits. And then boom, like, oh, what? Like that would be like the best Nick, way. To, Nick Fury comes in with is like, who are these people? Hey, you know, I'm not gonna say Nick Fury. <laughs> no, no, I know. I it's know. Like, but, it could. Who knows? It could actually be strange. Strange could be the one be like a no. He he, but didn't have to show a picture. He was like, hey, listen. There's more versions. Yeah, of like, you out here. They're not. There's more versions that came came through the portal or whatever, and they're not. They're not wearing red and blue outfits. And like what? And boom, they don't have to go into it. Just and just be like they're just not wearing the same color outfits you have. Yeah. And he just looks at him like, what do you mean? And then, boom, boom it's cuts, like... Cuts cuts the scene, that's Yeah, you it. can open that door to so many different versions of yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, because you could do Spider-Ghosts. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, so, Spider-Woman. 
So that'd be an interesting way to do it, Spider-Man especially twenty ninety nine. Yo, for real, Miguel O'Hara. <laughs> yes, but although I do want to give my casting uh, option for Miles Morales, if we're gonna do that, um, I didn't get his name, but the kid from uh, the movie we reviewed a couple weeks ago, uh, Vampires versus the Bronx. Yeah, that kid, because I know Miles Morales isn't Miles Morales is a mix of uh, African American and Dominican, Puerto Rican. Is it Puerto Rican or Dominican? I thought no, it was Dominican. Puerto Rican. Well, that kid I think so would be perfect. Yeah. He played Dominican in the movie, but I think, you know, I'm not sure what his actual nationality is, but man, he he has that look. He's young enough. I think he's only like, he's. I think he's 17, but he has a younger look. Just kind of like, the whole, like yeah. uh, this guy is still playing almost like outside of high school or in high school, and he's 20-something. So, I mean, he's young enough to, to play younger than um, the current Spider-Man. No, of course. So, yeah. I think he's, I think he has a good look to him. So, I especially if you compare him to... Miles Morales, I think it would be perfect. Yeah, because he's he has to stay close to his age range. Yeah, he has to be young. He has to be super young. Not super young, probably like a couple of years. Yeah, like twelve years old. You no, know? no, I think it's like five years difference. Or something. No, it's, well, if he's still in high school, and if, if he's still in high school now, mm-hmm. so he would be like eighteen, mm-hmm. let's say senior. So Miles would have to be like a sophomore. So sixteen. Isn't 15? that that was a bigger age difference? It's a it's it, well. Not in the comic book, there's probably a bigger age difference because mm. he was more like mid 20s, yeah. And Miles was like 15, 16, mm. but because MCU, he's still in high school, so he's like 17, 18, mm-hmm. so he can't be like 10 years old. Oh, technically, well, technically, the age difference doesn't matter anymore because of the gap because of the snap, yeah. But this, this, if it's a multi universe and it's coming for different universes, did it happen in the other universes? Well, I mean. No, no, you're right, but I was just yeah, saying you that. See, like, it, it, let's see how I mean, it plays out. I know, because, again, like I said, I think about it, all the Tobey Maguire and, and all these people, they're completely different age ranges, so they're not going to play this guy. Uh, um, um, this guy's age. They're still, no, they're, no, they're, they're going like, to play their, their age. Their age that's they're Spider-Man. all like, uh, Andrew Garfield has to be late, you know, at least early 30s, and um, Tobey Maguire's got to be like late 30s or early 40s. Early 40s. I think, so yeah. the thing, they're completely different age ranges. Yeah, so which is great because now uh, they they have experience into different things. So, but let's see. I'm hoping. I'm excited to see this. It's Spider-Man. no, it's a completely different way to do it, and I'm glad Marvel's able to stay relevant in that way. Where it's like they could just keep on trying to do what they did before because that's what most people end up doing. But then they burn that kind of bridge. But no, by opening multiple universes, I mean it's a genius idea because that way DC's you get to you get to honor, like because I mean don't get me wrong, I guarantee everybody loved. Uh, Marvel's version of Spider-Man. They probably loved it. But maybe some people are still kind of like, well, I always loved Toby. I always loved this guy. So that kind of idea was like, well, let's honor them. Let's bring them into this one and just say that they exist in a different universe. So we're not getting rid of them. We're just saying that they just have their own universe. Yeah. No, but all right. Here's a, this this mm-hmm. is going to be the biggest thing that's going to go because a lot of people are in like DC, D, uh, DECU versus mm-hmm. MCU. And now um, Flash is doing the same thing. We're doing the multiverse because mm-hmm. multi Earth or whatever Earth two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because they're going to be, they have, they already confirmed at least two Batman's, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Affleck and uh, uh, Michael Keaton's. I think they're trying to bring in Chris Christian Bale, Batman into mm-hmm. it. And with that being said, I'm like they're going to have a huge comparison. It's like who did it better? <laughs> and it's going to be rough. <laughs> and it's it's the worst thing about it. Is that even if Flash does well, even if Flash does good, I feel people are still going to knock it. Just because they, I think people already have a preconceived notion that DC movies are bad. 
Of course they do. But it, it, the thing is, it's still going to buy it. But I get what you're saying. They're like, DC, because of a couple of the stigma is going to be there until something knocks it out the water. But not even knocks it out the water. It has to be consistent. That's the thing what they have an issue with because, you know, obviously the Joker did well, right? But it's just, it comes off as a standalone. Yeah. So it's going to be that you need to have more of these movies where they look like they're connected and still be rel- still be good. Yeah. Um, But I would say one thing I was just interested in, I wonder if they would do, is if... um. Uh, Captain America's character, the actor, um, Chris Evans, mm-hmm. shows up, but not as Captain America. Because obviously, I think he's done with Captain America's character. But imagine if he, sh- if he shows up as the Flash from another universe. Not the Flash. Uh, uh, Human Torch, sorry. But that would be Marvel, not DC. No, no, no. Again, Captain Captain America. No, I'm saying. But yeah, that w- Human Torch in the Spider-Man movie. No, not, I'm saying, but multiple not, universe. Not in the Flash. <laughs> no, no, no. I know Flash came out back. So what I'm saying is, is if he comes back, because obviously he played that other Marvel character in that, in, in whatever. So if he comes back as like he was in an alternate universe, he actually was a Human Torch. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like as a joke. He shows up, yeah, as a joke, kind of like wait a minute. <laughs> but it also introduces the idea that Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four will exist in this world. Yeah, that would be awesome. Actually, no, I think. Chris Evans played three Marvel characters. What was the third one? I think the movie. Remember the movie Losers? I think it was based off a Marvel comic. Yeah. <laughs> he played a lot because he did. He was in uh, uh, what is this? Scott Pilgrim. But it was that wasn't that wasn't the Marvel. Comic book. No, but that was comic book. book. That wasn't Marvel though. No, no, it wasn't Marvel. But no, yeah, Losers. I think was, was Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, I think so. It was one of their single runoffs. Yeah, so it's interesting if he plays three different comic Marvel comic book characters. Yeah. But let's see. All okay. right, guys. What do you? What happened? Oh, I thought you were gonna say something. No, right. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I didn't say anything. All right, hold on. All right, guys. So we'll take a quick break and come back with knock Nick's not Nick's corner review. You can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everyone, to not Nick's corner review. Wow, wow, wow. Yes, so we do have a double feature, double feature because it's Halloween season. What movie was the first movie we were talking about? All right, so let me start off with um, kind of in the hierarchy the way I look at it. But right now, let's start off with the scary one, I guess it would be, which is the Book of Blood. Yes. I don't want to call it scary because it really wasn't scary for me. It maybe had some like uh, gory scenes, but it really wasn't scary. Like I didn't feel... You know, honestly, what it felt like, it felt like, uh, um, like an like a weird episode of Tales from the Crypt. That's what it felt like. Literally, this was like a Tales of the Crypt movie. Um, well, just so I can, let me see if I can give you a little synopsis on it. So, okay, the Book of Blood, um, it's an anthology horror film, um, directed by Brandon Barja. Um, okay, so let me see. This doesn't really just go into it. All right. No, I was just trying to find the, the details. So the best way I could describe this movie, because it's, it's kind of like an anthology series, but I, I it's just so weird. Because anthology basically means it's like all these different stories. Um, and sometimes, you know, some places they, they kind of put together. But this one, it was just weird. Just because it didn't really feel like an anthology. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, you know, you have different stories. So the first one is about somebody who owes money, stuff like that. And then, you know. And then there's another one about a girl who's dealing with some situation. Then she goes to a Airbnb, uh, like a bed and breakfast, sorry. And then another one about a 
this guy who says he could talk to the dead, stuff like that. So they're different stories. Um, I just don't like the way they came together. Yeah. It, I felt like the way the, very... the, the way the movie opened is is not even in the first story of what they're trying to do for their anthology, yeah. and it it just carries out to a different part of another movie, another portion of the movie. Um, I do yeah. I I do think that the quality mm-hmm. of cinematography how it was filmed was good, but I I don't see how it, they were they were connected, but they were not enough. They were too far apart to feel like they were really connected. Like, it's like they forced felt, everybody. It's like they forced everybody into that situation into one spot. Yeah, but then I basically I feel like there literally is one story altogether you can literally remove and not miss anything. And yeah, you leave the rest of the stories, I guess, because that's more connected. I guess. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't like the way it came together. I really didn't. And then, okay, let's let's get away from the connection part of that because. Just say, just FYI, just so you can get an example of a good anthology. Um, I recommended this last this uh, last Monday. I recommended um, uh, Tales from the Hood. Yeah. So that again, that's an anthology, but it goes to the same thing where there is a kind of like a simple story that kind of leads into everything, every individual, which yeah. was uh, this uh, guy walking these uh, guy these criminals in through his build through his room, whatever, and then telling stories based on everything that's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really simple, straightforward anthology. This one, I just, I didn't feel like the connection. But I, again, like I said, it wasn't done well. But the one thing I just didn't care for also was, um, so like the one I felt like they, t- they spent the most time with was kind of like the one about the girl with the issues, like yeah. the, whatever. The first story. Yeah. I didn't really care for that story. I didn't like, either. It bothered me because I'm like, I get. I, I felt like there was something gonna happen with everything. I felt like maybe that would have been something that like kind of knocked her out of. It. I don't know. I I mean, and also like I know that there was some kind of a twist at the end of it. Yeah. But I felt that was gonna play into something. I really felt like it didn't. So that's the only thing I don't like is like I get what they were, might have been going for, but I just felt like I don't know. I just I didn't agree with how they they ended it. Um, like I, I thought the twist was kind of wasted. I guess I think the whole movies was wasted. <laughs> like I tried to care for the I tried like all right mm. here's the thing I really when I when I watched this I really tried to care for the characters and I was like mm. I'm here oh. with you in this moment yeah. to the character I'm like I I'm here with your struggles I'm here where you're trying to what what everything anything you, obstacles you're having in your way and try to overcome them and it just ended I'm like really like and then it, it continued to the next story and that one too and I'm like. All right, let's try this again. Really? And then the third one, I'm like, I'm already expect By the third one, mind you, there's only three of them in this one. Sort by of. This, yeah. By this third one, I was like, I didn't give a shit about them. I was like, whatever happens, I'm just going to mm-hmm. watch. And and then the twist or the way the, the way the movie... Like, also, the timeline. Timeline was like, okay, wait, which one was first? Yeah, that's another thing. Like, what, what's going on here? Like, what's going on during there? Like, it was it's very bizarre. Like I said, it was, the whole thing was just not... Cohesive at all. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was a cohesive story or even a cohesive a bunch of amount of stories. Like, just all these stories to put together. Yeah. So, so I, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't. That wouldn't be my top recommendation. I mean, I love the horror movies. I love attempts no. to make them. I just didn't really care for how this particular one was done. Yeah. And then... Let's see. How many Nickies? Honestly, two. 
I was gonna give it two also. Yeah, I mean, I I hate doing that because I don't. I always want to give make movies credit, but I'm like, I just I don't know. I wouldn't want to watch it, and I would be afraid to recommend it to somebody, and then they come and attack me about it, like really recommended that. Like, yeah. No, so I give it a two. Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. agree. All right, so let's get on to the next movie. Also, the next one. Let me see if I get this right because the name. I don't know why it was always very. Like I just kept on calling it the Adam Sandler movie. Who be Halloween? Is that what that was? Yeah. Who be Halloween? Who be Halloween? Who be Halloween? I, I for some reason I couldn't get the first name right. I really enjoyed this one, and um, it felt like I was watching uh like one of Adam Sandler's more original because since the last couple of years Adam Sandler I felt like it's been more hit and miss, but yeah. when he first came out it was just not you know knocking you know home run after home run, even though the movies weren't like crazy like. Anything too like intelligent or anything. They were just very simple, fun movies. Yeah. So like his first couple of movies, I feel like were like slam dunk, slam dunk, slam dunk, and after that, it was always kind of like a a mixed bag of things. Yeah. So this kind of felt like one of those original ones. In fact, I don't know if you noticed, they. I felt like this this one was kind of an homage to all his original ones too. Yeah. Because uh, there was a reference to, old, old, you know, old do du- old was it old duels old duels or whatever. The bullies from um, Billy Madison. Yeah. I think there was a bully in this one that yelled out that. Um, the fact that the mayor in the movie was the same guy who played the mayor of New York in Little Nicky. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. So it was, there was a lot of homage. I feel like there was a lot of homages to his original movies. I really did like it. I liked it a lot. I, it was it was fun to watch. Story was a little weird as far as the ending too, but honestly, I don't care. Yeah, I just, it, it was just fun to watch. It, it literally was like how you say it was like Adam Sandler true to form, back to yeah. form. That you're getting a, a, a what you would expect from an Adam Sandler movie mm-hmm. was goofiness, uh, like a small town mm-hmm. man child that is having either something thrown at him or has to to come out of a situation, and he and the fun, the best thing is that he. It's not a movie, like he said, it's not a movie that critics would enjoy, but the more the popular people, like, it'll be more of a popular movie because yeah. of it's funny. Like, I'm, it, I would love to watch it again. Like, I mean, yeah. just like I said, like Billy Madison, all those, they were fun to watch, man. They were just, just funny. And they were just fun to watch. And I mean, that's how this felt. And honestly, the way he acted, I swear, he was like, it's like he was like uh, getting back to... He acted like the water boy for me. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Like something like... So maybe that was a touch of... The water Which boy? I did hear after the fact that supposedly that he might be trying to build a world. Yeah, a Sandlerverse. Sandlerverse. Which will incorporate all the characters he's done into <laughs> one movie. And and the funny thing, reading mm. about it after the movie was people were saying, because some people didn't like it. And well, of course. They're yeah, be of course. But they were saying that this must have been like a, a punch, like a, almost like a, Getting people back for mm. not winning an Oscar for Uncut Gems because I guess it was an interview yeah. that with uh, he was with Howard Stern I think it was uh-huh. and he says if I don't win an Oscar for this movie uh-huh. or I guess joking around he was like I'm gonna come back and make a bad movie just to throw it back at their face <laughs> so people think this movie was it I don't think so no I enjoyed it it was fun there was one scene and I and I know I, I contacted you and I even sent you a screenshot yeah. There was this one scene. I don't know why it got me, but it was just like, what am I looking at? Like, it was yeah. just such a quick, quick scene. And just like, 
I'm looking around the screen and I looked down at the, the, the face of this animal and I was like, what? Like, it caught me. I didn't yeah. say it, I just, but it caught me. It was just, it was interesting. Just because it was one of the things that were like, I, I thought I wasn't supposed to notice and I just noticed and I'm like, I had to pause it. I had to pause yeah. it and call you. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, this got me. Oh, man. So let's get to the Nickies. I gave it a four Nicky. Four Nickies? Wow. I don't know. I'm I'm being generous. I'm being a subject. I don't know. I just really did enjoy it. I had fun watching it. Kind of made me feel I was watching one of his other movies, like his his earlier movies. It's not. I'm telling you right now. It's. Not, I'm not gonna tell you this is the greatest movie. The storyline makes perfect sense. I don't know. It just. You treat, I give you're giving it, the movie treatment the what the movie is. You're not putting it into the all a category of like. I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I've enjoyed a couple movies in the last couple months. Okay. Because all, all the other movies have had great cast, interesting stories, great depiction, great cinematography, all this stuff. This one didn't really have any of that stuff, and I still enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> well, for me, I give this three Nickies. Okay, no, it's fair. Again, I'm not. I know I'm probably know. not being reasonable. I'm probably being over generous, but that's hey, it's your, it's, it's your opinion. That's all it is. I got to watch it at the right time, and it hit me well. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's all it is. Yeah. It, a movie hits you at the right time, right moment, with the right jokes. It, hey, it makes your day. <laughs> but. Like that. So we have an average of three and a half Nickies, three and a half Nickies. for Hoobie Halloween. And for Book of Blood, two. we have two. So let us know what you think. And as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. You can always catch us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nerds in the City. You can even send us emails at Nerds in the City podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Leave a review. Leave a comment. Leave a concern. Let us know what we could do to improve your listening experience or to let us know what topics you want us to talk about and as always tell a nerd send a nerd bring a nerd all right everyone see you next week